the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. Good evening, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another edition of The Advocate. Thank you so much for joining us this cold autumn evening in uh, beautiful northern Ohio. And I say beautiful northern Ohio because I think uh, we're through the summer and uh, most of the autumn leaves are gone now. So as we're getting into the colder months, we're all going to hibernate here in, in Cleveland for the next several months. And, uh, and and what comes to mind when you're hibernating in cold Cleveland weather? Food. Of course, food. What else would we talk about? Well, tonight we have a special treat. We're going to be talking about food and talking about uh, restaurants. And we're not talking about chain restaurants. We're talking about uh, old, established, family-owned restaurants that we want to uh, sort of hunt out and find and, and go and have uh, some wonderful meals. And uh, tonight we're, we're featuring uh, Ferris Steakhouse. And with us we have Bruce Ferris. Bruce, how are you? Great, Nick. How are you doing? Hey, thank, thank you so much. You and I have been talking for months now <laughs> about, about food. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people like, of course, you know, a lot of chain restaurants are around. But I think there are, are certain treasures uh, around that. Uh, if we're looking for someplace new to go, we should hunt out some of these independent, family-owned restaurants that uh, really really provide uh, not only good value but fantastic food. And Ferris Steakhouse has been one of those. How long has Ferris Steakhouse been around? Well, we opened in 1940, so next year will be 80 years. 80 years already, my goodness. Now, now who, who was it? Was it a parent, grandparent? Who started it? My, my, my grandparents uh, started in 1940 uh, on West 87th in Detroit. And uh, my dad and his brother uh, took it over in the mid-50s uh, in the same location. And um, I was out in California working in the hotel industry, and I came back in 94 and took it over. Yeah, tell, uh, tell us about some of your background, because... Uh, when you have businesses that can be passed down from generation to generation to the uh, to the children of the owners and uh, that kind of thing, sometimes that's hard to do. The uh, the, the kids don't sure. want to get into that business. Uh, sure. How did the business capture your attention? Well, we basically were born into the business. You know, as as kids, we were growing up, and you know, when we were able to see the top of the table is when we started. You know, by you know, four other siblings, and we started busing and and waiting tables and cooking and what have you. So, as at a very young age, <clears throat> excuse me, my parents took us to work, and you know, as a family, we, we kind of just you know fell into it. And I really just stayed into. It. I fell in, kind of had a love for it. I enjoy food and cooking, and you know, worked there as like I say as kids, and and then growing up, uh, you know, in that industry. And uh, while I was working there, I I actually took a job with Swingos. If you remember Swingos, oh sure. Porter. At the 18th in Euclid, and okay. and learned a lot in the kitchen from the chef over there. And then I did that for a couple of years back in '78, and uh, he was very successful as we were, and decided to formalize that. And so I went out to um, to Rhode Island uh, and went to uh, culinary school, and then um, worked uh, at Brown University up there as a, a pastry chef for three years while I was going to school. Mm-hmm. And then I graduated in '83 and. Decided I want to come back right away. I wanted to get basically some corporate experience. So I went out to California, and I was hired out there with uh, a Sheridan Hotel Corporation, and did a number of uh, positions with them. I in 1984, you know, during the Olympics, and I worked for Sheridan uh, Coca Cola ran out the entire hotel. So I was a buyer for food and beverage there, and I ran restaurants and nightclubs and comedy stores and what have you. And then four years. Uh, Went by and Hilton Hotels called me in Southern California, and I jumped ship and went down to Hilton, and I was with Hilton for seven years, uh, in different capacities, mostly uh, being all food and beverage management, 
And then back uh, in 94, was, I knew it was just kind of time to come home. My dad was ill and time to come home and take over the business. I didn't want to see it close up. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we're, gl- we're glad mm-hmm. you came out. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, the idea of uh, hospitality. and you know, To me, hospitality, that industry, along with food, uh, represents uh, sort of like the, the really last legal pleasures you can get. I mean, what what's better than uh, being able to go off your diet, at least for one day? Absolutely. And, and have something that you really enjoy and, and that kind of thing. So we, we have the uh, the legal pleasures of, of having great food. Now, um, you, you had all this experience and you had formal training and so on. When your grandfather came out uh, and, and opened this up, now, did he immigrate to the United States or was he born here? Or? No, they were born in, in Lebanon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, moved, they moved here uh, uh, at, a, at a fairly young age. They were in their, mm-hmm. I think, 30s. You know, and uh, you know, came over in, and they really didn't have that they had any experience over there. They came here and opened up their first restaurant, and it was just a tiny little, uh, like a sandwich shop, really, on Detroit Avenue, and little bar and sandwich shop. And next door was actually a dry cleaners. And when they closed up, they, you know, kind of went through, uh, knocked the wall out, and decided to expand it, and started getting to the dinner, uh, you know, the, the dinner hours, and one thing led to another, and they just thought that steaks, uh, you know, were needed here, and, you know, um, they just they just kind of did a really nice job with it, and before you know it, it just grew and grew, and at one time, we were probably one of the busiest family-owned operations around. I think we're the oldest steakhouse in Cleveland, definitely family-owned, you know, and uh, it, from there, it just, um, you know, they specialized in steaks, and they knew their they knew what they were doing, and I like I say when I formalized uh, my education and came back, I was able to add a little bit to it. But they really laid the groundwork, you know, for 50 years. I mean, my dad and his brother were 50 years, and you know, like I say, next year will be 80 years for us. So they they had an idea what was, uh, you know, how the independents work, and you know, the personal touches. It's not out there, you know, that that much anymore, Nick. You know. Well, and, I, I uh, know that's what we enjoy coming out to your place. Uh, you come out and sit with us and. You you get to know all the uh, all the customers. It looks like and sure that, you treat it like your home as we were taught. You know you get a formal education in college and you go out to the hotels what have you. But nobody teaches like your parents teach you. You know they you just don't lose that you don't lose that that the basic you know fundamentals of knowing who's in your house. You know well with regard to there are people that come to your home. That's basically what it is. Uh-huh. It's an extension of your home. Well, I, I'm thinking that you know since you're you know basically independent that uh, the food you guys do, and I, I think we've talked about this, it's all made right there. You you, you procure Correct. your food. Uh, I assume you have a lot of old family recipes around there? Absolutely. You know, stuff that we grew up with in the house, you know, our dressings and, you know, some of our the soups and what have you, things that my grandma made, and we just, we just wouldn't touch that no matter what. I would come from school and say, this is the wrong way to do it, but you can't touch it. It's the right way to do it. Because they did it, it's been very successful. You know, the onion soup recipe has been there for a long time. Our house dressing is one of their favorites. We have a couple of those, and we do a lot of in-house, you know, uh, stuff. And we still, we still cut our own meats, which a lot of people don't do. But uh, we were taught that, and I won't. That's something I won't change. You know. Well, that's good having those kinds of traditions. Uh, with with regard to that, you were a pastry chef. Uh, we have a couple minutes before a break here, but. Uh, mm-hmm. I always wanted to ask a pastry chef. Uh, it, it sounds like you just make desserts all the time. Is that pretty much what a, sh- a pastry chef does? One of my, well, when I was, one of my favorite when I was courses in, in the meal, by the way. Pardon? One of my favorite courses in the meal is oh. dessert. <laughs> so. They call it the signature of the meal is, is, is dessert. But, you know, when I was in, in school, uh, I was a, a pastry chef for three years, but you do a lot of decorating. You do a lot of uh, shows, show pieces. Um, but, but mostly, yeah, you, you come up with some new ideas and, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's, a, there's not, that's not a, a big, uh, uh, a big thing right now is being a pastry chef. A lot of, uh, hotels have them, but the independent restaurants really can't afford them. So you really have to be, you know, educated in that area to just kind of do what you need to do, you know, as an owner to, but the, mm-hmm. to bring in a pastry chef and it just, you know, it's not, uh, you know, financially it's not, it won't work. No, maybe not nowadays. But Correct. Uh, mm-hmm. well, as as far as having a having a restaurant that serves uh, old recipes and serves fresh stuff, it, it's great to do that. Uh, be, before our break here, where are you located so people know? Well, we're in we were we're in Rocky River, two five eight nine Wooster Road in Rocky River at the, the intersection of Wooster and Hilliard, 
and uh, we've been there seven years now. We moved from the old location, and um, yeah, it's going very, very well. It's, uh, it's, uh, oh, that's good. Yeah, super location. Mm-hmm. Well, what we're going to do is um, want to talk more about the business side of it, and, and how is sure. it with with competition, and and how do you uh, how do you run a, a business like this nowadays? You know, in, in the year twenty nineteen, with uh, everybody having uh, apps and everything else, and uh, all the competition for other restaurants. People still go out and eat. There's no doubt about it. So uh, we'll come back and talk. We're talking to uh, Bruce Ferris. He's the owner of Ferris Steakhouse, uh, a, a gem, a signature restaurant here in Cleveland for going on 80 years. I think 80 years, Bruce. Is that right? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, next year, yep. It was very quick. Older than me. It's good to have something older than me. I like that. So we're going to take a short break. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on The Advocate. We'll be back after these words. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I, at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. How's your back? Every day, thousands of people suffer with unrelenting back pain that takes time from their normal life. Dr. Patrick McCluskey and his staff at the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic provide the helping hands to relieve those nagging pains. Located in North Royalton at Sprague and York Roads, schedule an appointment today with the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic by calling 440-884-0083 for an appointment. That's 440-884-0083. Just imagine being neck and back pain free. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips & Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips & Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. We're talking to Bruce Ferris tonight. He's the owner of Ferris Steakhouse over in Rocky River. And uh, we're talking about, uh, at least I'm talking about, that's why I've asked Bruce to be on tonight, uh, the joys of going to uh, you know a privately owned, family-owned, long-term old restaurant. And uh, Bruce, I say it's old, but thank you for being with us. You bet. You know, I, I think being old is a good thing because uh, you had sustainability uh, of, of being around all these years. And, and, and with that, uh, how is business? How, how tough is it to compete uh, nowadays? 
Well, I mean, a lot of restaurants are opening, and there's also a lot of them that are closing. Um, you know, there's a lot of chains opening, and you know they've got the the money to you know to last a little bit longer than you know a lot of them. But you know the it, when you when you establish yourself, you know there's certain types of foods that people you know love, and they go to certain restaurants for that. And I think we've established ourselves as being you know just a great you know steakhouse. You know, people go out for Italian food. They have their favorite Italian restaurants. But, you know, we've established ourselves over the past 79 years to want to go for a good steak or chops. You go to Ferris's, you know. And the competition, of course there's competition, but it keeps sharper. Competition is not a bad thing, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a good, it keeps you on top of your toes and kind of, you know, tells you that, uh, you know, there's there's always, you know, room for improvement, and that's what we try to do. We don't just, you know, sit still and, you know, we see what's out there. We, you know, we try to shop a little bit and go to different places and see what the new things are. But you know, you still go back to your basic fundamentals. You know, of what you're taught, and and that's what's really kept us going. I think for for the last seventy nine years. Well, going back to uh, to fundamentals with regard to all these cuts of beef and everything, uh, you you can get a sirloin or a porterhouse or a fillet. Um, I know the the cuts look different, but is there a different in taste in, in the different uh, cuts of meat, or what oh, what sure, should one is. be looking for? What what sort of suits one's palate? A lot of people, you know, you know, in this in our business, steaks. People have an idea what they want. If they don't, we definitely try to give a brief, you know, education on certain cuts. But you know, we we you know, buy a, we buy a, our our purveyors been with us. You know, for we've been buying from the same company for over thirty some years, forty years, and uh, and we've you know done our our own. We've bought in, in the old days, bought sides of beef and cut them down ourselves. But today you can't you know you can't do that. But you know, if people want to come in, they want to you know the, the the very the softest, the most tender is of course a fillet, and some people like a little bit uh, something a little more you know substantial. They get a strip steak, and some people like the bone in, and they get a porterhouse, and um, you know the Delmonico is. Is probably one of the most flavorful, but there's definitely you know fat that runs through it. But that's your flavor. So different people like different types of uh, of meats. You just try to educate them within the first you know minute or so if they're not sure. But most of the customers that come in know what they want, and they know what type of steak they want. They know you know basically what uh, you know how they want it and the temperatures and what have you. And we, if you want a larger you know cut of steak, we we'll cut it for you. Oh really? certain ounces on the menu, but if you want a larger steak, no problem. We'll cut it for you right there. So you have people who come in asking for something more than a pound of steak? Oh, they'll come in. I've seen people come in and ask for 20 and 30 ounces. Oh, and that would... sure do fit. Oh, yeah. You'd have to wheel me out uh, I think if, that, <laughs> if that happened. What, what are the oh, most yeah. What are the most popular cuts? Uh, do you have an idea of, like, what's the most popular and second well, and third? Well, the filet is always, always the, you know, that's the that's the pinnacle of, of steaks, but you know a lot of people. We saw a lot of fillet. We saw a lot of Delmonico. You know, Delmonico is just a, it's a nice, the tender cut. It's a juicy cut. But uh, our most our most popular dish is the surf and turf, which is a, a, the fillet, and, and we serve scampies that are you know out of this world. We order them special, but yeah, the fillet is is your 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 top your top cut. And um, people, like I say, they know what they they know what they want when they when they come in and. We don't uh, we don't try to sell them anything different. We we let them know what we have as far as mm-hmm. specials, what have you. Most of them know exactly what they want when they walk in that door, and you know they they come back because we're very consistent. Well, as, long, as long as we're talking uh, food, uh, of course. Sure. Uh, when when you order a, a different steak and you order it rare or medium or medium rare, medium well, uh, mm-hmm. how difficult is it to prepare it that way uh, back in the kitchen? Well, you know, our, 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 I've been trained, you know, my whole life. I cooked in my parents' steakhouse, and, and uh, my chef's been with me 23 years, uh, you know, in the, in the kitchen. Uh, but once you, you learn, it's an art, of course, and once you learn how to cook those, those temperatures, uh, you know, it's it basically it's almost like a second nature. Um, you know, there's certain, uh, you know, we have a lot, of, a lot of regular, you know, clientele that come in, and, you know, when... I'll say, hey, if Nick Phillips is here, they'll know what you eat. They'll know how you like your steak, and and they'll prepare it that way. But a lot of people, uh, you know, basically know exactly what they want when they come in, and they know the the temperatures of their steaks. So for us to cook them that way is not a problem at all. 
Well, the other night when we were there, they had, uh, as an option for potato, they had scalloped potatoes that were very good. They tasted homemade. Mm-hmm. Sure. And and homemade taste is something that we look forward to. Uh, I, I don't like things that taste like they've been prepared, put in a plastic bag and refrigerated or frozen right. for a couple of months. Uh, so this is one of those things. Well, what what's coming uh, for the future? Any future plans other than staying exactly the same? Well, the holiday, you know, the holiday season is just around the corner. We're starting to book a lot of the holiday parties right now, and then we're looking to do a, a, some a brunches. You know, we we don't open for lunch; we just open for dinner uh, from you know four to ten during the week and four to eleven on weekends. But we're seven days a week, and uh, we are definitely uh, looking to uh, to do Saturday and Sunday brunches. Uh, by the first of the year, so we're preparing uh, new menus for that, and uh, again, just really preparing for the holiday season. That's a huge season for us, and we've had companies that have been booking their parties there for really from the old place for so the last twenty, twenty-five years. We get the same uh, same companies, and, and they book parties. They they can route the dining room, you can route the whole restaurant, whatever whatever your preference is. Um, so Good. we're coming into a, a real really mm-hmm. busy season right now, and we're looking forward to it. Now, working seven days a week, uh, are there any days you take off, or does it ever get any easier? Uh, yeah, it, it, it just depends how you, you, you set it up. Uh, you know, I've got an incredible staff. Um, I, they're very, you know, they're, they're very good. I've, I've worked with them. I, I, I trust them. I trained them. So, uh, yeah, I try to take off at least a day or, day or two a week. And, you know, a, a day off is just going in for a couple hours. But I don't mind it. It's just it's your home, and... And it's just what you've done your whole life, so it's really second nature. But you know, I, I take off. I, I I've got a brother in Arizona. I go out and play golf with him, and you know, go down to Florida for vacations and what have you. So yeah, you get away absolutely. Now, now do you have children who are going to step into your shoes in the future, or what is succession? No, no children. Like so this uh, another twenty years, and I'm done. Oh my God, hundred year rest, we're going to try to go hundred years, Nick. Oh my goodness. Well, we hope you do that. Of course, we expect you to do that. But uh, to go beyond 100 years, uh, you have to start lining somebody up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, maybe some of our listeners now who are in high school and really love food and want to cook it and sort of combine that hospitality along with uh, good food uh, is listening and you can start going into this area. There you go. We hope that that somewhat works out. But... uh, Real, real quick. I couldn't leave the conversation without talking about desserts. What kind of desserts do you guys have? Do you have a? You don't have a pastry chef. That would be you, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, but I've got. I train these guys to do uh, some of the homemade items, which is you know, like a. Uh, we do a, a. It's a good old fashioned bread pudding, with a with a caramel sauce, and we do our own creme brulee. We make that from scratch. And then we do like a. Uh, we have a, a, a strawberry uh, a strawberry cheesecake. We have a carrot cake. We have a you know, six-layer chocolate mousse cake. Um, so we kind of we try to do a little bit seasonal. Like this season, we have for the next two months is a pumpkin cheesecake, and that's usually a big hit. And then in the summertime, you get the, the key lime cheesecakes and you know some of those desserts. And then we have uh, just a couple of like you know caramel sea salt for people that love their ice cream. Yeah, sea salt seems to be really popular now. That that came about the last several years. Exactly, and boy, I tell you, it's, people love it. It's a great it's a great flavor, you know. It's a great flavor. It's your salt and your sugars, and yeah, it seems to work. So, Car- a cardiologist so delight. Saw a lot of desserts. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say a cardiologist delight. Uh, take <laughs> that, get that sugar, get that uh, salt, and, uh, and and enjoy the enjoy the taste of it. But it's a signature of a meal. Your dessert is the signature of a, of a good meal, and that's not like a cup of coffee or an after dinner drink with a dessert. You know. Well, that's true, and uh, n- nobody's rushed there. When you when you get in there, you can. Right. Sort of almost a European attitude. Uh, you, you're not rushed. You can stay there all night if you want. Uh, right. And have People all your, do. And and do that. And then you have to ask for your check when it's ready. Otherwise, you're not you're not given a check on your table and told to shoo to get out. No, not at all. We don't. That's not our philosophy. And you know, we we tell the staff, this is your home. How do you treat people when they come to your home? You sit. They have them relax. Just you know, take care of them. Feed them. Just like you would anywhere, take their cohort, just like you would at your home. No difference is they pay. No difference. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, excellent. Well, in in our last moment, uh, you do have a website, and you can uh, make reservations on your cell phone, which I found out, yeah. and we did. Absolutely. Well, what what is that website? It's a FerrisSteakhouse dot com. How clever! 
<laughs> and we are an open table, you know, so you can make reservations for open table. You bet. And we have, we have our on Facebook as well. Well, very good. Well, I'll be back again sometime to, uh, when I get really hungry. And it, it helps if you don't eat for a long time and then come in really hungry. <laughs> Seems to enhance the taste of food all over the place. Absolutely. So Bruce Ferris and Ferris Steakhouse over in Rocky River over on Worcester Road. So uh, thank you for joining us tonight. Outstanding. Thank you, Nick. Made me hungry just thinking about it. <laughs> That's the idea. You know, it worked. It worked. So yes. th- thank you much, Bruce Ferris. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back after these words. We're going to be back with the Ohio Attorney General, Mr. David Yost. We're going to talk about how to get guns away from people who shouldn't have them and what the state of Ohio is doing about that. So don't go away. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on The Advocate here on WHK. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. How's your back? Every day, thousands of people suffer with unrelenting back pain that takes time from their normal life. Dr. Patrick McCluskey and his staff at the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic provide the helping hands to relieve those nagging pains. Located in North Royalton at Sprague and York Roads, schedule an appointment today with the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic by calling 440-884-0083 for an appointment. That's 440-884-0083. Just imagine being neck and back pain free. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips and Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips and Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Welcome back to Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. In the uh, next two segments, we're going to be talking about what we have been talking about for some time now, and that is not only gun control, but what to do about mass shootings, similar to what was happening in Dayton, Ohio. And uh, we're very honored tonight to have with us the Ohio Attorney General, David Yost. Uh, David Yost, thank you for joining us. Nick, it's good to hear your voice, my friend. Uh, it's good uh, good talking to you today. And a lot's been going on here in Ohio. And uh, as uh, Attorney General of the state, you're right at the uh, the tip of the spear, so to speak, with regard to some of these issues. 
and especially the one going on now with the uh, idea of somehow responding to what seems to be a continuing rash of mass shootings around the country. Uh, and Ohio's decided to do something about it. And I understand that uh, there's a package of legislation coming through that will fall right on the shoulders of the Attorney General to, um, to make sure we have uniform enforcement over it. Uh, what, what is that plan? Well, this is uh, Governor DeWine and Lieutenant Governor Houston's plan. Uh, they call it Strong Ohio, and it has a number of elements uh, to it, uh, including uh, ramping up some of our mental health and uh, it, it, uh, mental health uh, responses. Uh, you know, it expands the pink slip uh, option. It does not have the so-called red, law, red flag law in it and uh, also includes some you know, additional resources, some en enhanced penalties for uh, gun, gun crimes, uh, you know, people committing violent acts with a firearm. You know, with uh, the pink slip law, we, we talk about uh, that when it comes to uh, existing law, dealing with people who are suspected of, of having emotional problems, mental illness, and uh, have to protect them and the public by getting them off the street uh how that's been around for a while how is that going to change if if at all and and would your office have to do something about it well i i there's not a direct role for the attorney general in that uh basically the idea is to use our existing mental incompetency law uh, as a tool uh, when folks are concerned that somebody uh, might be uh, a danger to themselves or others uh, and uh, allows a, a judge to intervene and, and uh, includes the firearms uh, issue in that. Uh, as you yeah. say, it's in the General Assembly right now. There will be debate in both houses uh, and so you know, details are <laughs> subject to uh, a modification amendment here. Well, that's for sure. It's going to be some time before it gets all ironed out. But I know when we, we think about uh, having red flag laws, which this does not include, apparently, we're always concerned about people trying to um, maybe have a vendetta of someone and they're going to uh, sort of get even and, and turn their name in secretively to the police or something, that these people are emotionally unstable and put them on a list. And if so, if they get on a list, how do they get off a list? Yeah, so that's uh, not at all what Strong Ohio uh, is. And again, uh, I am not taking a position before or for or against it. I uh, expect I will end up uh, in court. I know you're an attorney as well uh, with the statutory duty to defend uh, the constitutionality or whatever the General Assembly uh, may end up passing. So. Uh, I want to be clear that I, I don't want to be out there <laughs> saying, you know, we ought to do this or we ought to do that. Uh, I, it's too easy to have those uh, those comments turned against me. Well, that's uh, sure. Interfere with my duty in court. Um, but the law as they're talking about it with the pink slip law is, you know, substantially different. You know, the, the objection to red flag law is exactly what you're talking about. The potential for somebody to get swatted is what they call it on the street where there's an anonymous tip and then there's a response uh, and you know you don't know what's going on. Uh, maybe getting uh, on a list, maybe having weapons confiscated for no good reason. Uh, a pink slip law requires advance notice, it requires uh, a hearing within a, a, a set period of time. I don't recall how, but it's very quickly. I don't recall what the exact uh, requirement is there uh, in the new legislation. Uh, so you, you're not talking about uh, the same kind of thing at all. Uh, I was wondering, is there anything currently, uh, as far as a, a practice or procedure or, or laws, 
that help us separate guns from, from bad people who should not have guns so we don't have another Dayton? Well, uh, there's the, I mean, you can potentially go to get a, uh, a restraining order, but uh, restraining orders are remarkably uh, poor uh, at deflecting incoming rounds. Right. Well, uh, hey, uh, changing topics a little bit, and by the way, we're talking to the Ohio Attorney General David Yost uh, about current uh, issues in Ohio, and one of the other issues is the topic of opioids. How are we, we doing on that? Well, uh, candidly, I, I don't think we're uh, I don't think we're doing all that well. We did see in 2018 a decrease in the number of opiate. Uh, overdose deaths, and, and that's good news as far as it goes. But I don't think that that really extends to a lessening of the opiate problem, uh, a lessening of opiate addictions. I suspect that that uh, drop in deaths has a lot more to do with the fact that uh, people are carrying Narcan. Uh, if you have a family member or a friend who you know has an opiate problem. Uh, Narcan is now available widely, and you know people are carrying it in their purse or in their car. Uh, you know against the possibility uh, of an overdose. I, I, those incidents are never reported. Uh, you know if your girlfriend or your son uh, overdoses and you bring it back with Narcan. There's no record of that. Uh, thankfully, they don't die, and, and so that number doesn't go up. But that doesn't mean that the addiction has gone away. It just means that it's not resulting in a reported statistical death. Well, that's uh, been a continuing problem, and uh, at least Nar Narcan being more readily available, I guess, is going to save more people. Some of the stories I've heard anecdotally are that uh, yeah the people who are hooked on the opioids and have been uh, saved by Narcan? It's not a one-time incident. Usually, there or not usually, but there are times they'll just be uh, repeatedly revived and brought back from the brink. But it, it's an ongoing problem. Uh, with uh, the idea of the Attorney General's office generally, uh, what are some of the issues that are facing your office now that? You, you are involved in or your office is involved in? Well, obviously, the uh, litigation surrounding the opiate uh, problem has uh, been front and center lately. Ohio is one of the only states in the union that has a lawsuit against the distributors. Uh, I think there's maybe eight or nine other ones. Uh, and then we have... Uh, you know, the lawsuits against the, the manufacturers. Uh, and that's been uh, taking up a great deal of uh, time and attention. Uh, it really kind of an interesting underlying question that you would, and uh, some of your, your listeners will uh, be uh, bemused by, I think, is the, uh, this is very different than like the tobacco litigation mm -hmm. in this sense. We now have thousands of cities and counties that are also entering these suits, an area that traditionally has been reserved to the attorneys general of several states. Um, and so that raises the questions of uh, duplicate or even triplicate recoveries and inconsistent verdicts. Uh, for example, somebody lives in Cleveland. Cleveland's got a lawsuit. Uh, they might recover. There's, that, that person also lives in Cuyahoga County, right? And Cuyahoga County has a lawsuit, uh, which recently settled. Uh, in the state of Ohio, that person also lives in the state of Ohio, and the state of Ohio has uh, a, a complaint. Now, I, I think these complaints are legitimate and there's responsibility mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on part of the industry. Well, if we uh, hold but up, it's right. not good for the economy, it's not we, good for uh, business, but 
D- we David, we can hold up. We can hold up for just a moment. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're talking to the Ohio Attorney General David Yost about current legal problems facing the state of Ohio. Talking specifically about opioids right now. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back after these words. Don't go away. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of the Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. How's your back? Every day, thousands of people suffer with unrelenting back pain that takes time from their normal life. Dr. Patrick McCluskey and his staff at the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic provide the helping hands to relieve those nagging pains. Located in North Royalton at Sprague and York Roads, schedule an appointment today with the Timber Ridge Neck and Back Pain Clinic by calling 440-884-0083 for an appointment. That's 440-884-0083. Just imagine being neck and back pain free. AM 1420, The Answer. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips & Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips and Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with our final segment of The Advocate for tonight. We're talking to the Ohio Attorney General, David Yost, concerning topics, legal topics that are facing the state of Ohio. And uh, we're talking about the uh, opioid situation in Ohio and, and the big litigations. And I say big in the sense that there's a lot of money involved. Attorney General David Yost, thank you for joining us again. It's good to be with you again. Uh, we were talking about uh, opioid litigation and the possibility of, of double payments. It sounds uh, complicated. Are, have these cases all been consolidated into one major case or are these multiple cases all around the state? Well, the the counties and cities have all been consolidated for pretrial purposes uh, at federal court in Cleveland. Uh, now, the non-Ohio cases will go back to their home courts for trial. Uh, that'll be federal court as well. In addition to that, the state attorneys general, for reasons of federalism and, and state sovereignty, can't be compelled under the 11th Amendment to go uh, to federal court. So uh, the state attorneys general have uh, largely uh, decided to be in their state courts. Of course, that's where Ohio is as well. Well, we're going to see that play out. And if it's like typical litigation, it could take months or years before we get a, uh, an end to that. Well, and the challenge is, of course, that uh, you don't have 
a plaintiff and a defendant or even a few of each. Uh, you don't even have 50 attorneys general suing uh, a bunch of companies in the industry. You've got thousands upon thousands of plaintiffs, and they all think that they're going to get the you know same $300 million that, uh, that Cuyahoga was able to take home, Cuyahoga and Summit were able to take home. And uh, there's not that much money on the table. Uh, we, we, we simply, uh, everybody's not going to have that kind of a payday. And uh, so trying to try to hurt these cats mm-hmm. and get to a global settlement is uh, proving to be extraordinarily difficult. Uh, right now, I, all I can tell you is that Ohio, while we're continuing to talk with folks, uh, we've got a trial date next August and then another one in October. But we're getting ready to tell our story to the jury. Well, very good. We'll be we'll be watching for that. It raises an issue, though, with uh, the opioid problem being out there uh, and related to the production and distribution of opioids through the pharmaceutical companies and through doctors and this litigation with these tremendous potentials for high verdicts and uh, settlement amounts. Have you seen or is there any rumors of there being any changes in marketing or distribution that might impact positively and help us out with the opioid problem? Or is, is that not connected oh, yet? Oh, yeah. I, 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 think, I think everybody in the industry is you know, watching distribution patterns much more closely, quantities. Uh, you know, I think that the old uh, Dodge of uh, holding, you know, continuing medical education to try to turn doctors into salesmen for your, your prescription is... Uh, under a lot of pressure and, and uh, not being used as frequently. So, uh, and people are looking much more carefully at their at what they're saying when they do try to do education, make sure that it's uh, backed up by good uh, peer-reviewed, double-blind studies, you know, and that solid scientific information. Well, that's good. Just uh, again, anecdotally, hearing from people we know, they're they're being warned a lot more regularly, and it's a it's a topic of discussion. If you had surgery or you you have some type of serious pains, and the doctors prescribe opioids, they're warning people, at least the people I know, more clearly mm-hmm. and emphatically that this can be habit forming. So watch it. So there's a, a warning there. Let's hope that continues. And that's a good outcome for, uh, if nothing else comes out of this, uh, of course, there will be lots of other things come out of it, but uh, that those changes in practice are uh, good for patients, good for America. Well, I agree to that. Uh, changing topics, and we're talking to the Ohio Attorney General, David Yost, uh, about uh, current topics here in Ohio. Uh, one of the things that's been in the, uh, at least the media and advertising has been uh, advertising pro and con for a signing of a referendum petition for House Bill Six. Uh, just, just briefly, what, what, what is, yeah, what, what is going on there? What's that about, and, and why is everyone fighting? And, and who's the good guy and the bad guy here? Can't tell. Well, the House Bill Six is so-called nuclear bailout. Uh, it's a charge that goes on everybody's electricity bill uh, that helps to subsidize nuclear power. Um, not a lot different kind of idea than the charge that was on the electric bill to subsidize green power, uh, which was repealed by House Bill 6. Uh, a lot of folks didn't like that uh, law for various reasons and wanted to mount a referendum. Uh, there were millions of dollars in TV advertising on both sides, trying to get people to sign the petition, trying to get people not to sign the petition, uh, there were reports of intimidation and interference with the petition, the process, which you know, has potential to be criminal under the right circumstances, and uh, several lawsuits. So uh, right now they didn't get enough petitions to get it on the ballot uh, unless the Ohio Supreme Court comes in and says, you know, they get uh, extra time uh, because... Uh, you know, some law was violated. Um, it, it, it looks pretty thin, uh, long shot, I should say, that this is going to be on the ballot as a referendum. Now, it could be 
they could start over again and do this as a initiated statute that would repeal the, the, what they view as the uh, unwelcome parts uh, of the law. I don't know, you know, whether they'll do that, but that's a mechanism available to the opponents uh, if they'd like to do that. Well, it uh, sounds like that's going to have its own ending naturally occurring due to lack of signatures and uh, passage of time. How about uh, anything else facing the Attorney General's office in the next year or so? Any new initiatives that you can see? Well, we've got uh, a few things uh, coming up on human trafficking that I'm really excited about. We'll be uh, unveiling a uh, set of legislative proposals to help clean up that modern-day slavery. Uh, we are doing research in the opiate space that I'm very excited about that I think will re result in the next 12 to 18 months in some very exciting outcomes. Um, we're working on criminal justice reform. Uh, we're working on consumer protection and robocalls, uh, that bane of our existence. We're working on, uh, with other states and the federal government, uh, looking at big tech and uh, you know what what's going on there and potential antitrust violations uh elder abuse uh you know i i just <laughs> i can't wait to get to work in the morning because uh everything i work on is uh we get to wear the good guy hat and and uh, work for the people well actually it sounds like a lot of fun i know professionally as an attorney being able to to be right there at the reins of control to to focus in on these conditions. I mean, all of these issues you, you mentioned are all serious and, and all need attention. Uh, is your budget and staffing sufficient for you to do all these things, or do you need some more help from the legislature there? <laughs> Have you ever heard a, a government official that felt they had enough money or staff? Never. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, seriously, every dollar that goes to the government comes out of uh, somebody's pocket, somebody that had to work for it. Uh, somebody's paying taxes. So uh, I'm honored to be in this position. I'm going to take the resources I have and do the very best I can uh, to, to fight for justice uh, while we still don't lose sight of the fact that the whole idea here is to let people earn money, uh, raise a family, uh, live their lives free and unafraid. Uh, and you don't do that by taking all their money. Well, it sounds like also there's an element of the fact that uh, these be there and uh, just continue to put back pressure on these issues, uh, especially I was interested in elder abuse and robocalls almost go hand in hand uh, as far as how elderly are being taken advantage of uh, so, mm -hmm. so many times. So. And I know you see that in your practice. Oh, we, we see, you know, we're, I mentioned the other day that... Uh, yeah, having a public law office, we, we get people coming in all the time with these, these various problems, and it's good to know you're out there. Well, uh, Ohio Attorney General David Yost, thank you so much for uh, calling in tonight and giving us an update on what's going on in the state of Ohio. Nick, I'm delighted to talk with you, and I look forward to our next conversation. My pleasure as well. Thank you so very much. And also, thank you for listening tonight. We'll be back next week, same time, same station. So between now and then, have a great week. Good night. And I sat and watched the Zanzibar sunset Sat and drank my fresh mint tea With nothing to do until